get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 411 and lots of new games to talk about this week. We're all playing fresh new stuff. We're also going to be talking about uh, how well some of those games are doing because some of them are doing exceptionally well, Um, as well as uh, an older game coming to Switch that no one had anticipated. So more on that to come. But before we get into that, let's introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm excellent. Joelle, what's up? Hello, hello, hello. It's just another uh, beautiful day in in Minnesota, and I'm just inside playing games because that's (laughs) what I do. I know how that is. Simon is out camping, and I'm sure we'll hear hear tales of that next week. But before we get into the crew check-in, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. that's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. All right. What have we all been up to this week? Catherine, you took an adventure to a movie theater, didn't you? Yeah. um, So I apparently front loaded my week off with uh, all my activities. But yeah, um, I went to see Barbie finally. Woohoo! It is definitely an amazing movie. Um, I thought we were going to get bubblegum pink kind of like no brainer movie. Yeah. Um, Shit had a message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I still have certain reservations about their messages about feminism and patriarchy and gender roles when you know they are in the Hollywood and they're complicit to a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But all in all, it was a very fun movie, a good movie. Ryan Gosling stole the fucking show for me. Oh I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, he yeah. is the best part of this movie yeah. oh yeah like he i didn't like <laughs> i i knew he danced because he did la la land yeah it's called um i did not know he sung did and you see he, in la la land too he did yeah i didn't yeah. see la la land so okay. i just thought he only danced but um he was very i loved his um wish version of matchbox 20 <laughs> <laughs> you know he tried to go for that um, yeah oh, i forgot the singer's name but he tried to go for that rob thomas uh, yes thank you when he he had that slight rob thomas i wanna push you, push you around, around and i will and i, will. I just thought like what a song yeah <laughs> what a song to choose uh no but the honestly like the soundtrack is amazing oh, um, yeah. oh yeah i love that the movie is actual sets Yes. Like, it's not like Marvel where everything's a green screen and they uh, squeeze every bit they can out of VFX artists. For this one, mm-hmm. they built they built a set and they oh, filmed yeah. on that set for yeah. most of the movie. Backgrounds um, were painted by hand. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which was appropriate considering it's Barbie, right? Yeah. That's what you, that's what we've grown up with, right? Uh, and like, honestly, you cannot convince me that Margot Robbie is not Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> like she, she is Barbie. Honestly, the whole cast was amazing. Oh, yeah. it was so good. Mm-hmm. The, all the Barbies, all the Kens. Uh, Alan. 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 Uh, Will Ferrell as the evil CEO. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, <laughs> it was so dumb. This movie was like so smart yet so dumb. I don't know. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. It's. Um, I'm really glad that we went to see it. Uh, we went to the VIP, of course, to get... Uh, because we wanted movie theater popcorn, but also we didn't want to see the movie with all of the city of Montreal crammed into one room. So we went to the mm. the VIP mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what we did uh, Sunday. Uh, other than that, we had a friend come over uh, because he was on his way to go see his parents and he had to drive. He lives in Getnow, they're in Magog. So he stopped by Montreal, spent the afternoon with us. I got to try the... Dune Imperium ga- board game. Oh, how was that? Mm. That was actually very good. Uh, I loved it. Uh, you don't need to be a fan of Dune, the series, the movies, the books, the everything, uh, the franchise uh, to play it. But if you do know it, it's great because it's it's a worker placement, resource management, and deck building board game all in one. But when my friends mm-hmm. teach me these things like architects um, and you know, whatnot. Um, it gets to be a lot and I'm not sure what's happening. This one was very simple in their mechanics. Hmm. Like it was and the, the, every round was very simple. Like they were, it's very quick. You can only do like one thing per round. Hmm. So it's not like, Oh, I have to do this and then this, and then just generates a card. And then five minutes later, like, one person is still playing and you're still waiting. It's very simple and everything was tied into the Dune lore. Um, mm-hmm. For example, if you want to get more workers, which are basically soldiers, uh, you need to be able to talk to the sp- spacefaring guild um, and to talk to them costs spice because spice is used for intergalactic travels. So if you want to go to the Federation to get more people, you've got to have them come to your planet. So you need more space spice. Uh, the Freeman, everything about the Freeman is tied around water, things like that. And then there's money. Anyway, I got it. I learned it and I got to play it. And I, it was a very, very sh- uh, close game. Mm-hmm. Like I lost because it was my first time playing. But honestly, it was, um, it was one of the s- easiest to understand and quick, quickest to learn of all these mm-hmm. like very complex convoluted board games that my friends love to play so i uh highly recommend it and then uh today was body so mm, that's why I, was, nice. I wasn't very active on discord so you all mellowed out right now yeah yeah we went this morning um because of basically scheduling like they were like oh massages we have one available at like five and i'm like that's way too late and they're like or nine in the morning i was like well you know what we'll take the one at nine in the morning so we just got like roll out of bed had breakfast went to uh bota bota which is in old montreal and it's on the water uh, mm-hmm. by on the old port 
So we started the day with a relaxing massage and then we went to the bath and then I got a package that included a meal. So at 11.30, we went for a meal and our glass of wine and then uh, we did more baths. And then uh, like it happens every time, I'm done with the bath, but Pascal is not. So (laughs) I found a hammock and I napped for like 30 minutes while he was still doing the water circuits and the saunas and everything. I just kind of like passed out. I woke up and then he came back and he's like, are you bored? Or I was like, no, man, I'm, this is what I paid for. <laughs> <laughs> this is Zen. Ba- basically, like you, they, yeah. they forcefully took my phone away from me. Like it's just, I'm, and I'm not a, a napper, but you mm. know, it's been, uh, it's been a time. So yeah, then we came home mid afternoon and I've been chilling and playing games ever since. And now I get, Two days of relaxations, and then this weekend I'm going to go see my mom. Even nice. if the weather is going to be crap. Just means we won't go to the lake to swim. Yeah. Nice, though. Oh, I'm glad you had a good day at the spa. I'm jealous. I was not at the spa. I wish I was at the spa. On, honestly, <sighs> it is. It is one of the things that Pascal and I love. Mm-hmm. And because we're, we, we're not gift people, mm-hmm. like we don't like giving gifts. We don't like getting gifts. Um, for like today we went for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Anniversaries, birthdays, like, and just very expensive meal or spa date. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's great. Joelle, what were you up to? Oh boy. Um, never a dull moment over in my corner. Um, so I, so strange. I've been working as a contractor at a medical device company, and I thought that this medical device company is where I was going to want to work. Like, I'd want to work here for years. I've applied five times to this company for a job. So, so you've been contract and you want to be full time. So, I yeah, I was a contract. And, you know, as a contractor, they tend to kind of take liberties with you a little bit. And so mm-hmm. there's always this like back and forth of like well at first they were going to hire me and then they they weren't sure because of budget and then they went back and said I guess we are going to hire you but then I only had like four months left on my contract um and this was back in May and I was kind of like freaking out because I'm like okay when I have four months and I don't know if I'm going to have a job at the end of this four months and like what do you like what are you doing like what is your decision that kind of like need to know so mm-hmm. i started looking for jobs because that's what i had to do because i mm-hmm. have responsibilities and it's just me um paying the bills so i applied to like i just started it was just like buckshot applying because i just mm-hmm. had to get the volume right it's like just out of sheer numbers i just had to apply to like anything i saw so like as this continues, it turns out that my the medical device company that I work for currently, they decided to bring me on. So my first day as an employee was yesterday. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Congrats. However, <laughs> during oh. the process of applying and interviewing, I ended up finding a different job that's actually better than the one I am. <laughs> Did you? Of course. Did you give in your notice? <laughs> no, not yet, because <laughs> I'm waiting for the criminal and drug test to clear. Oh. And then once that clears, then I'll have a conversation and I'll get a start date. And once I have a start date, like, then I'll 
Okay. I'll give my two. I hope no one from your work listens to the pod. They don't. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I was just like, I was just like, oh oh my gosh. I just can't like, it's so, it's just so crazy because you have to big, it's like just one big poker game. And oh like, yeah you know you just gotta kind of you know it, like if you're in this boat you you really have to focus and like put yourself first if you're trying to find something new and like I kind of put myself in a really risky position and it just kind of turned out like it just kind of turned out well I feel like a little bit of luck for me and and all these other things but I guess like there's a lot of uh kind of crazy life outcomes right now of like I thought I wanted one thing and then I was able to kind of get it and I'm like, well, this doesn't really afford me the career opportunities that I really, really want. Mm-hmm. And I know that I want them because of my career discernment that I've had to go through for the last like 10 years um, in working. And so it just was making that like decision of like, this isn't really what I want. And I'm going after something else. And so, you know, fingers crossed the paperwork all goes through, which I don't know why it wouldn't, but yeah, so like it's been it's been quite the journey of <laughs> getting a job. So I feel I feel really 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 good. So it's in uh software project management. So sorry if you are a software dev and you're like, "Oh, the foul uh foul <laughs> evil of project managers continues," but it's true <laughs> and I will be one of those people. <laughs> You'll be asking so, people to update their Jiras. Yes. I will. I'll be like, where's your update? <laughs> yeah, nagging you people. Any- you want to close tickets. I do. So um, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be a good move, but it's uh, it does require me to go back into the office. So I'm like looking at my, right now I'm pretty much fully remote. I've been pretty much fully remote. Um, even pre-pandemic I was. So it's almost been four years. So I'm like, I better I have to go and like look at my office wardrobe and and kind of get all this stuff ready but um so that's is a, it like is it half open. and half is it is yeah. it hybrid or is it, it full is time? hybrid yeah. yeah yeah i like it i like the best of both worlds mm-hmm. same. same yeah because i was in today and i'll be in tomorrow and thursday and then mm-hmm. fridays i'm from home mondays i'm from home and i've been doing even on the the days that mike is in you know kind of like the nine to five thing i come home because of the dog but even after that like there's something there's something relaxing about keeping, you know, like going into work, doing something and then leave and your house feels like just you. While yeah. today, you know, when you are other days when I work from home completely, it's like hard to put it away. Right. Mm-hmm. So which I'm sure you totally understand. So mm-hmm. there's definitely something nice about the the hybrid. Plus, you want to meet all new, new co-workers and stuff. Right. So. Well, yeah. And, the you know, and the thing is, is like when I was interviewing, they were all like, yeah, for sure. Hybrid. But I was there. They, they, you know, you can set your own hybrid, but it was typically people typically go in Tuesday through Thursday and Mm -hmm. I was there on a Wednesday and there was like no one there. So I don't know how, (laughs) like, you know, they, how they enforce it or not, but, um, I mean, it it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. It it is nice that they're flexible, which is really Mm -hmm. like only that I care about. Cause like Mm -hmm. in the winters in Minnesota, like I'm not spending an hour and a half on the road when it usually takes me 20 minutes. Like, I'm just not, like, I'm just not doing that. It's just ridiculous. So, yeah. So they understand. They're like, yeah, if the weather comes up or like, if you have whatever you need, um, you know, like we, we are flexible. And I'm just like, okay, as long as like you're flexible, then that's fine. And of course, mm-hmm. like when you start something new, it is nice to be there to meet people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so we'll have to see because I'm pretty sure the majority of the devs that I'll be working with, I think a lot of them are off site. So, and some of them are over are offshore. So it'll be um, like early morning phone calls and things like that. But yeah, so it'll be a big shift. And uh, but that's like finally settled, which is great. And I'm going on vacation to Ooh, Boston, Massachusetts, nice. uh, this Thursday through Sunday. So kind of like packing and getting ready for that. And um, I actually finally picked up a tablet. Um, I haven't had a tablet like in a really, really long time. And Best Buy had a great sale on the ninth generation. Um, I got it for like two fifty. An um, iPad? Yeah, an iPad. What was I saying? Hi. You didn't. You, you just, just say. You oh, said tablet. I didn't say, tablet. Oh, okay. And you I said ninth <laughs> generation generic tablet. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I got an iPad ninth generation. Um, for for two fifty, and I am getting ready for the plane. Mm-hmm. So I got my I got Netflix on there, and like I'm so behind. So I apologize that Grandma is finally catching up. But when I got Netflix on, they have you know games right on mm-hmm. the app that you can yep. play. So I have games. Now through the Netflix, through the Netflix, listen to me, that I have on <laughs> yeah, my grandma. Yeah, that I have on my backlog. So yeah. I also downloaded Kentucky Route Zero because I wanted to play that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, wow, look at me. <laughs> A mobile gamer. Mobile, yeah. Bad gamer. Gonna play gonna play on the on the tablet. <laughs> you should try uh Terra Nil is uh available via Netflix. And I really enjoyed that game. That's I fun. Know. Yeah, it's it's where you're trying to bring back life to a desolate earth and bring back like the flora, the fauna, all that. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Like a puzzle game. Ooh, yes. I think you'll enjoy that. Yes. So I I have launched now into current generation. (laughs) (laughs) Then I guess because you got a new iPad, do you have a certain amount of time with uh, Apple Arcade and stuff like that kind of for free? Yes. Yeah, so there's apparently, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about this on TikTok, but I haven't actually, like I've downloaded it, but I haven't really had a chance to play it. There's a Hello Kitty game that just came out that's like a version of Animal Crossing. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely curious about that, but I haven't had a chance to touch it because, Mm. you know, Zelda. (laughs) It takes up all my time. Yeah. Um, on uh, on my end, uh, what did happen? Last week was kind of crazy. Saturday, kind of did my own thing when did a bit of shopping. Sunday, uh, my sister in law is getting married at the end of September. Um, so she had it was her uh, bridal shower. So I went to Peterborough for that, and we made a day of it. Mike ended up going golfing with his dad and his uncle, and then we had dinner together. And then we went and saw so Mike's. Um, so our soon-to-be brother-in-law is actually a professional lacrosse player. Oh. So we went and saw, because he plays for a bunch of different teams. He plays for the Calgary Roughnecks, but in the kind of summer season, he plays for the Peterborough Lakers, and they're, like, doing playoffs right now. So we went and saw lacrosse. That game is so aggressive. <laughs> it's yeah. been a long time since I've watched lacrosse. Like, I think I've only ever seen one professional game live. I've watched a lot of it on TV because because Josh is playing. But, yeah. Yeah aggressive <laughs> they can't can they Canada's hit each national other game. 
Do they hit oh, each other? Yeah. Oh, they do. Oh. Yeah, with the sticks. I was surprised how violent. And like, obviously, I played a lot of hockey, watched a lot of hockey, understand all the rules there. And like, there are things that look like cross checks that I'm like, how is that not a penalty? Mm. But straight up is not a penalty. <laughs> and do they, and they wear any gear? Like, yeah, so they essentially yeah. have helmets with full face shields on it and uh, shoulder pads, chest pads. Um, but like from the waist down, I'm sure they're wearing jocks and stuff. But like from the waist down, they're wearing shorts and they're running fast. And then oh. they've got their sticks, which they're swinging. And then the goalies are dressed up very similar to hockey goalies. I don't think they have like goalie pads like on their knees. Like they have pads, but not maybe not the same size of what I remember. Their stick is different and their gloves are bigger. And then they've got like almost like a goalie helmet on. But the net is so different. It's like a like almost like a triangle up on its end. Like a pyramid up on its end. It's really interesting. Hmm. So uh so yeah. Very it, different game. It sounds like look like hockey happens on the ice. It sounds like lacrosse happens somewhere around chess level for these dudes. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly it. And and higher. Yeah, it's pretty much like stomach up. But I mean, mm. they do jump and dive and do whatever and run mm. into the boards. And I'm sure they've clacked their knee- knees all the time. But yeah, it's not like they're whacking at their legs with the sticks because usually they're trying to get like the sticks up high and they're spinning it. Or I don't know what the technical term is, but essentially pivoting it to keep the ball in there. Right. And then someone mm-hmm. might whack at it to, to get it out. Right. So the sticks are usually kept high. Huh. Yeah. And it's Canada's national sport. You don't see it too much, but uh, but yeah, mm. it's a it's a pretty fun game to watch, and often very high scoring. So, mm. so that's a lot of fun, right? Like, like basketball, mi- not that high, and okay. it's only one point. It's not like they have a chance to make two points or three points or something like okay, that. Okay, okay. But like the game I watched the other night was like fifteen to seven. Oh, yeah, yeah you don't see that in hockey. No, no, or in soccer. No like football for everyone football. else, but not American football. But yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Um, but Look yeah, at you, and then, you just are going to all the sports. You're sports, I, I did, sports yeah. balling. There's lots. There's lots of sports happening. That's for sure. Definitely a lot of sports happening. And uh, yesterday I went over and hung out at my sister's house, which was nice, and just chilled, watched Drag Race, and had some sushi, and just needed a veg- vegetation day because nice. it's uh, it was a holiday here in Ontario. I know it was in Quebec because you guys get. Uh, the long Saint-Jean. weekend, uh, St. Jean. And then, uh, I don't know if it was in the U.S. Was it a holiday yesterday? No? no. Okay. No. So it was a just a, our What's civic. A holiday? What's what? a holiday? What are those? What are those? So, yeah, um, it was a pretty full packed week and now a short week, of course. And uh, Boots and Hearts are this weekend. I'm really excited to go see Nickelback again. <laughs> <laughs> But before that happens, you know, uh, we should probably check in on the fantasy critic before we talk games and everything. Well, yeah, so. let's see how I soared oh, right my past gosh. all of y'all. Oh, my yeah, gosh. W- what the podcast, the podcast league. Kat is now in first. I'm Shocking. in second. Joelle is in third. Simon is in fourth. Like we said, this could change at any freaking moment. I don't think so. Cat games. Baldur's Gate <laughs> 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Bring in Cat the big old 3 yeah. 0. Yeah. You've got two games 30 points plus. Oh, I know. Which is impressive. Baldur's Gate Legend of Zelda is the recipe for success. It's Obviously. also all I've been playing <laughs> all Truth. summer. Yeah, you yeah, also have Starfield on. The, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. 
And Persona 5 Tactica. Yeah. And Hades too, if yeah. it comes out this year. If it comes out this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if much else came out. Big changes. And let's check in the history and see if anybody picked anything up. No. July 29th. And it's definitely been longer than that. We covered that last week. So that's the movement in the podcast. Uh, Fantasy Critic. Let's see about the community. Sorry, I've all of a sudden I feel like I need to sneeze. Um, I don't think there's been too much movement here. Pat's in first, Phoenix in second, Joelle is in third, Darth is in fourth, Albant is in fifth, I'm in sixth, Simon is in seventh, and Tim is in eighth. Who had Baldur's Gate three on this crew? Who had it? Phoenix did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He got, he got all the points makes up for his 10 point loss and 13 point loss and to the other one. So, uh, that helped him out for sure. Yeah. Interesting to watch this play out. So yeah. Uh, was there any pickups, drops, anything that happened? No, no movement in the community league uh, since July 15th. So, but there's still stuff for people to do. So, you know, I guess everybody's just waiting. It is harder in the community league because obviously there's so many more of us and mm-hmm. a lot of games are already taken. Yeah. So we will continue to watch because there are games coming. Um, we've got the next one will be Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, which Pat has. That comes out on the 10th. Then Immorals of Avium comes out on the 22nd. Pat has that. Armored Core then comes out. Simon has that. Sea of Stars. That is Al Bang. So yeah, August also closes out with Goodbye Volcano High, which uh, Joelle, you have that one. I so do. yeah, lots, uh, lots of games incoming. So there's yep. going to be movement over the mm-hmm. next few weeks. Mm-hmm. We shall see. But let's talk about what all the games we've been playing this week. Catherine... Catherine. Yeah, what are you playing, Kat? What, what are it? you playing, Catherine? Listen, I... <laughs> Friday, I was going to whack Ganondorf in the face. But then, it's not a straightforward course. He mm. puts shit in the way. Oh, and he does? Point, yeah. Oh, and at one point, you got to fly across, and you got to make a thing to be able to fly across. And I didn't... It didn't land. And I I was stuck, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck this game. So I closed it, and I started Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> you can always so, go back to it. Yeah, he's um, always going to be there waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, he's going to be Officially, I did not finish Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Unofficially, I did, though, because I was, like, I was yeah. frustrated. I was like, I was ready to move on. So I might yeah. go back eventually to finish, but I was like, uh, no. Just go, like, use all your big items, all your best weapons, use everything you've got left, just gear up and just be like, this is it, I'm doing it. And That's what I did, but there's oh. like a, a silver main Lionel in the way, and he ate some of that shit, but he oh. gave more stuff if you kill him. Okay. Yeah. But I was just like, oh god, I don't want to do this. So, anyway, I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3. Um, <laughs> this is going to be my entire personality. <laughs> What? And Tears well of the Kingdom wasn't? Sw- and, and-, and Persona wasn't? What? <laughs> well into this winter. Um, it's not going to be a a, a a trench. It's not going to be a marathon like Persona was. Um, I fucking love this game. Um, 
One of the things that surprised me, which apparently they did in Divinity Original Sin 2, but I was not smart enough to plug in a controller. Um, they have completely different UI and and flows. Yeah. Whether you're using a controller or you're using a mouse and keyboard. That's cool. That's the way it should be. Yeah. So like I just like just the level up. Yeah. The leveling up or the character. Like I was taking mm-hmm. screenshots and my friends, they play with mouse and keyboard, but like I don't I know it's like a CRPG, it's mostly point and click, but <clears throat> my job is point and click. Yeah. So if I can play with a controller. If I can play with a controller so I don't have fucking carpal tunnel. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, And it was completely different screens. Mm. Like different font, different text size, um, different like the UI on PC is definitely like more. Uh, it's got more like decorations, more fl- flourish. It definitely looks like that. Those old like that Baldur's Gate look. Mm. Um, but with a controller, it definitely like is cleaner. Mm. much more simpler and when you do things like let's say you level up a character you create your character you definitely go stage by stage um as in on pc it seemed more like you have a panel and you can select a bunch of thing and you scroll as in on when you use a controller they're more like okay step one pick this hold Mm. y to accept pick this pick this it's completely different but at the same time i'm like it works with me so well because a lot of I feel like a lot of high fantasy games throw a lot of systems at you and you got to learn shit and you got to, you know, one of the reasons like I I wanted to jump into Baldur's Gate 3 and I knew I could go with like both feet in this because I know the system it's built on. It's built on Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. So I don't have a lot to learn other than the kind of stuff they changed to make the game work, right? Mm. So because it's not copy pasted. But the fact that, like, when I'm with a controller, they're like, okay, one thing at a time. I'm like, thank you. Yes, please. Okay, cool. I leveled up. They're like, cool. You, you're a spellcaster. You get new spells. Cool. And then the screen after that, they're like, okay, you're, these are your learned spell for today. Do you want to switch some spells? You're good. And then after that, you go to the next thing, and they're like, okay. And it's step by step, and I love it. Um I'm surprised they built two completely different systems, different flow. Apparently it was in Divinity, Divinity Original Sin 2. I probably would have gotten further in that game if I would have plugged in a fucking controller. Huh. Because the camera control, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Just the scroll and click for your dude to go there and scroll and click for your dude to go there. Um, right now playing Baldur's Gate 3, you can hold your right stick for it to highlight the stuff that's around you because sometimes it's hard to see the stuff and they'll put gold coins on a table that you can pick up one by one mm-hmm. um, or you can click on your left stick and then you get like that a bit like that um, that mouse thing where you get a reticle and you can just kind of like run around the screen and highlight stuff and go get it that way if just like but it's like instead of having an isometric view I can just have a view behind my character and they just walk around and the camera bobs behind them like I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, I love that way more. It works better for me. Um, mm-hmm. If you're like a purist, you want the pure Baldur's Gate experience. It's there. They mm-hmm. did not compromise. They didn't. Mm. They basically made. You basically have something that's close to like Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. If you plug in a controller or you yeah. have your full point and click CRPG Baldur's Gate never winter day experience if you use mouse and keyboard. And it's mm, beautiful. 
that's good uh, to know because that was a little bit of my concern of like if I want to play with a controller, like what is this gonna look like? And I remember I picked up Dragon Age on PS4 and like I had I found you know that the menuing and everything was very was very smooth. Yep. So it's nice to know that it's like gonna be a similar kind of experience. Yeah, Dragon Age they do like they felt like more controller first, like because they were console first. Um yeah. historically. Um but Definitely gets overwhelming with all the radial menus in uh, in Baldur's Gate. The more I'm getting spell, especially I'm playing a spellcaster, I'm playing a druid. Mm-hmm. So the more stuff I get, they just kind of like add to radial menus. So at one point, I got to go in mm. and clean up a few things. Okay. Um, just because it's like you have your central things and then they just kind of like add spells willy nilly to the left. And then they add items willy nilly to the right. Mm. The ra- so now I'm just like in radial menu hell. Uh, but it is turn-based, so you control every character, right? Yeah. I rolled a druid, but like right now in my party, I have a rogue, a wizard, and a barbarian. And like the amount of stuff of radial menus when you have a spellcaster, like for the my druid and for the wizard, it's like, okay, manage this. Then the rogue comes up or the barbarian comes up and it's like, hi, would you like to hit somebody with your weapon? And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> It's just open the radial menu, make sure my battery enrages, and then it's just like, go hit that person really, really hard. Twice. Thank you. Um, And the rogue, it's basically, am I going to sneak attack with my bow? Or am I going to walk them to them and sneak attack with my dagger? (laughs) It's much more straightforward. Um, Other than beautiful game. Beautiful game. Honestly, like it is, I thought they couldn't get more pretty than games like Pillars of Eternity and Divinity Original Sin. It can. It's called Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> the cinematics are great. Like, mm. that's what was missing in Divinity Original Sin because, like, Larian Studios is a small studio. So they they didn't have, like, nice animated mocap cinematics, right? And yeah. With big name voice actors. They didn't have that budget. So, um, they did have voice actor, but it was mostly just kind of like the characters are on screen and they're using the 3D environment. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them being that many big cin- cinematics. Baldur's Gate 3 is like any AAA RPG. Mm. You walk up to a character and if there's dialogue, you're looking at a very beautiful 3D model. Mm. And it's there are some that's just like a few quips and whatever. But if there's like a lot of dialogue and you're going to pick your dialogue it looks like dragon age or mass effect like it Mm. or assassin's creed skyrim Mm -hmm. um beautiful 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 i fucking love it honestly um i was hungry for a new high fantasy rpg and Baldur's gate 3 is is it it was that or i was gonna like play dragon age inquisition for like the fourth time Or I was going to revisit uh, Divinity Original Sin because I only got like halfway through the game. Mm. Um, But that one was way more overwhelming for me because that game offers a lot of customization and infinite possibilities Mm. uh, because that's what they did. They basically, what if we made Baldur's Mm -hmm. Gate, but like with all the freedom and um, but it's a very good game. That's why it's been very successful. So some folks have been talking that this might be game of the year. Yeah, it's a it's a contender. Okay, it's definitely a contender. It's got everything. 
Um, it's got good gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's got um, good art, beautiful videos, uh, beautiful VFX. The cinematics are on point. So far, the story is really good. Mm. Um, and it helps that they're building off of like Forgotten Realms. So, you know, they have all of Faerun and all of these characters to build yeah. off of. So, yeah, yeah it, it's definitely a contender for a game of the year. Okay. Like, think a game like Cyberpunk and The Witcher, but this is D&D. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to try it in multiplayer. Um, some of my friends are playing multiplayer. Um, Pascal talked about buying it. So I think once he buys it, we'll start a game together. Because uh, we did play a bit of a ri- Divinity Original Sin together. So apparently partying up is like playing a D&D game. It's amazing. Um, so I can't wait to try that. Mm, cool. Yeah. And apparently there's like hundreds of hours of content. And um, and like in Divinity Original Sin, you can either roll a custom character or you can play one of the pre-mates. So everyone you oh. see... That they're like advertising that they can be your party members or whatever. Like, oh, uh, I wanted to play, um, you know, I wanted to play a cleric. You can decide to just play Shadowheart. You don't have to oh. roll your own cleric. To make it easy, almost like an entry, oh, an easy the, entry. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of nice to know. I was just thinking about that. I was like, I'm glad that there's that option because I don't know if I'd want to. I'd be like, just give me something and I'll I'll roll with it, you know, like I'll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can play the these pre-made characters or they'll be your your custom characters um okay companion i knew i wanted to play either um a sorcerer or a druid and i don't think we get a sorcerer or a druid i don't think we get one of every class mm. uh but so far i got a barbarian a fighter a rogue a cleric a wizard and a warlock how many hours are you in so far oh probably Ten? Okay. I'm I'm not I'm not all that far. Let me Steam. Dear Steam. Steam, are you open? <laughs> Ugh, my computer's there. crapping out and I'm just gonna No worries. I was just curious, like yeah, how I deep think... down the rabbit hole you went this weekend. Oh, it opened in my face. Thank you, <laughs> Steam. <laughs> Steam is like that. Every time I open it I feel like it doesn't update. Yeah, I'm 12 hours in, Uh, but I did reload a few save games at one point because I rolled badly and things went tits up. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I should do like, um, you know, in real D&D and just live with it. But at one point, like I got a full party wipe and I was like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you got the opportunity to go back, might as well. Yeah. And I did the thing I started with, like the difficulty at balance. Mm-hmm. And at my first wipe, I was like, fuck that. Give I went down a difficulty level mm-hmm. um, just because right now I just want to go through it. Like, I just want to. You want to learn the game and enjoy I the just experience. Go, yeah. Before so you start I, getting deep, 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 deep mm-hmm. into the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I might if it gets too easy or too easy, I might bring it up a bit back again. Or in the next time I play this game, I'll bring it up. Or, I was like, my, on my first wipe, I was like, you know what? I just got off of a very frustrating experience with Tears mm. of the Kingdom where I trod. Mm-hmm. I could just like walk up to Ganondorf and apparently I can't. Mm-hmm. So I just brought it down. Um, but cool. No, honestly, it is. 
I'm trying to stop myself from talking too much about it, but so far so good. I'm just like, finally, finally, our finally high fantasy epic RPG. Like I know I haven't played all of the good ones that came out. Like I haven't tried Pillars of Eternity, but uh, I don't know. This feels very like while people were playing, you know, like Red Dead Redemption and things like that. I I was waiting for a new Dragon Age or a new Elder Scroll and mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate is definitely scratching that itch. Actually, like, I play Dragon Age because I used to love playing Baldur's Gate and never Winter Nights, so... <laughs> there you go. It's just... It's full circle now. It is, yeah, it's it's the type of game that is worth the $70 price point. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I know right now people are, are chomping at the bit because it's not out on PS5 yet. Mm-hmm. Um... Yep. And apparently they're having issues for releasing on Xbox because of the Series S, which mm. is probably not very that powerful enough because mm. it is a big game. It is a it is a big honker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not cross platform. And from what I could understand, it's not. There's like no firm plans for that either. So you gotta kind of pick. You gotta I, I think. Pick your- I think. The saves are cross-platform, but I don't think the oh. multiplayer. The is multiplayer, the multiplayer is not. No, no, no. So you got to decide, make a call. Where make, you and your friends are going to play? Yep, got to make a choice. Make a choice. Well, all all my friends that are into heavily into these games mm-hmm. are PC gamers. So yeah. now mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. so I bought it on PC. I bought this laptop to play this game, and honestly, mm-hmm. you did. That's right. <laughs> Best best two thousand dollars I ever spent. Um, there you go. Just to play Baldur's Gate, but uh, I'll be ready. Like because this game is so massively successful, I'm hoping the genre comes back. Like oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because yeah. like somebody tweeted that like oh, Baldur's Gate is so successful because we haven't seen these kind of games in a while, and somebody like listed how many games like in the genre actually came out like in the past like five years or ten years, and I was yeah. like yeah. But for every one of these games, there's like five gun games. Yeah. 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 So we're getting more like quality over quantity. I'll give you that. But we're not getting the kind of quantity you see in other genres. It, but it takes that, you know, like look what Stardew Valley did for the farming sim. Now yeah. everybody complains and all they see in like the Nintendo, like Nindy Directs and all that kind of stuff is just farming sim after farming sim. Because people like playing them, but it takes yeah. time for things to get developed. And these types of games take a long time to get developed because they're time. so intricate. Yes. Yeah. So when they do come out, then you you get to enjoy those two hundred hours of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's an event. Like it's an yeah. event that you prepare yeah. yourself for to like dive into, mm-hmm. and in in order to make that complex and layered gameplay possible, like. Leah said you you have to give that time it's not these aren't yeah like just 2d not not that the work is different but like yeah these are just totally different than than other games and platformers and things yeah, like that these, you, you have you have to give it the time especially and, and these complex narrative yeah. stories like there's a lot of branching dialogues there's a lot of lore especially because it's set in a well-known uh, universe mm-hmm, for D and D. Yeah, and there's expectations, and the nerds mm-hmm. are gonna go on Reddit and say, "Um, actually, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I I get it." But I also for the people that got like turned off by the story of how like they were playing it, and some dude had sex with a bear. 
uh, everything is opt out, opt in, opt out. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to see the nudity, you won't see it. You don't want to have sex with a bear, don't pick that dialogue yeah, option. It's, it's your choice. It's like not yeah. like anyone's forcing you to do anything. It's very much player to... agency, and you can, yeah. with these role playing games, they truly are role playing games. There's no illusion of choice. Like in certain action adventure where they boast like, oh, you'll have like this adventure and you can make your own character. And then all you do is get to pick their customization and then the game is first person and you never see it again. Um, but <laughs> this one is very much. Yeah. Make your character. If you want, make a character you want to see on screen yeah. because it's fully. It's, yeah. it, it's like Mass Effect and, and Dragon Age and Skyrim. Like mm -hmm. you'll see it. It'll be there. Um your character's not voice acted, mm -hmm. but they'll have reactions. <laughs> like somebody said something and the stink eye my teethling gave that person was mm, 10 out of 10. <laughs> that nonverbal was on point. So either pick a pre-made character that you really, really love or make a character that you'll be happy to see. Um, because it's very much that meme, you know, like when you're a uh, custom character is in the cutscene and they... Uh, like pop out too much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like spend that time in the character creator because you're gonna see that face a whole fucking lot mm -hmm. so far like we have really really gotten a lot of good stuff um this year when it comes to video games we're very well spoiled this year uh and another really good game came out totally different path you know totally different type of game and totally a snackable game and a totally different length. Um, both <laughs> Joelle and I are playing Venba or played Venba. Joelle, did you finish? I did. I did one. I did sitting. too. Yep. Yeah, me too. A nice Saturday morning snack. That's exactly how I how I want to phrase it. Um, mm -hmm. Tell everybody what Venba is about because I'm not sure everybody knows. And uh, give me your thoughts on it because I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback. Yeah. So Venba is a. Um, I want. Would you say it's a point and click right yeah kind of like that uh they describe yeah. it as a narrative cooking video game yeah so it definitely is very uh, narrative um cooking game and you follow an indian immigrant family that is living in canada mm -hmm. toronto toronto mm -hmm. um and just it goes through their story of their journey to canada um, their family life uh, as having their child and their child will be a dual citizen and the reasons and complications that comes with that. Um, and I won't spoil it, but the story has a lot of depth and, you know, I, I wasn't expecting that. And after coming off of Endlings, I will say I just... It definitely, for me, tugged on the heartstrings maybe a little bit too too much than I was expecting. <laughs> but, <laughs> did you need tissues in the end? I did. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to cry while playing this game. I wasn't prepared, but just prepare. Just be prepared. You're going to get it. It's going to hit you in the feels. Um, but along, along the way and during the, and really well-timed, I would say, points of the story, then you have to, um, make a dish, make a classic Indian dish um, using a recipe book that may or may not have all the steps to it. So you have to kind of kind of figure it out. And I thought that these uh, were really well plotted and well timed. 
and uh, they really came full circle at the end. So um, I I'm so glad I played it. Um, I got it on Game Pass, so that was that was nice that it was included in that. And um, I thought they did a really great job. the The art style was uh, beautiful. The music was, um, I think, lovely and and timely. And I actually did learn. I definitely learned because I I like to cook, and so there was some things I thought, well, I know how to do this, and I would try doing it my way or the way that I think I know, and it was wrong. And then I had to get for a hint, and I felt dumb, but <laughs> it really did. I think you know highlight. Um, different ways of cooking and different aspects of of culture and lifestyle and I think it's if you're interested I think you I think you'd enjoy playing it it was it was a great it was a great short gem I, I thought so yeah yeah I'm in agreement with you it took me about an hour and a half to play through mm-hmm. which is great you know like I said nice Saturday morning kind of drink my tea and play through a game, which, you know, rarely happens to have something that that's self-contained. Yeah. It's the type of game that like sometimes when you want to introduce people to what video games are now that have a lot of preconceived notions of what they are, this is what I want to show them. Like I could easily see me showing mom and let my mom play through this game and knowing it's like, it's going to take us an hour and a half, you know, not days, weeks, you know, and just this self-contained story that, Anybody can appreciate and probably un- can understand because they know of somebody who's gone through this or gone through themselves. Like the 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 concept of like having having ch- children or knowing someone who's kind of stuck between two different cultures and trying to fit in between the two of them, and then people also trying to keep their heritage um, mm-hmm. and their roots and and ways to get back to that. Um, yeah, really didn't expect it to pull on the heartstrings. I thought it was going to be way more puzzle mechanic-y heavy the yeah. way they kind of pitched it initially. And I felt like there's only a handful of times when you actually cook. But I mean, not it's not miss... Like the pacing is really good of it. Yes. Like it yeah. never outstays as welcome how long you have to play the mechanics of the cooking versus the story and choosing your responses and things like yeah. that. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was really sweet. It Kat, was. I think you'll like it. Yeah. It is on my to playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I'll definitely play it at one point when I need a palate cleanser or I need to something else mm-hmm. than swinging a sword around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah this is that. not that, but it, yeah, it was a, a good, a good play. I'm glad I, I'm glad I played it. One, yeah. it, it also could easily be played on an, on a tablet. I'm just thinking, I was like, oh yeah, this one would be also a good, like, you're in a car, you got some time to kill. I wouldn't be surprised that they ported it to mobile. Yeah, they probably, yeah. I, w- I would think they would. I mean, it's on essentially everything right now. Nintendo Switch, yeah. PlayStation 5, Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series, S and X. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think it's just a matter of time and it will. Uh, Cause yeah, that's, a, that How would be a good way it? to play this. I don't know. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's on Game oh, Pass. So okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I don't even have Game to Pass. worry. And I had no idea it was based in Toronto. Yeah. Like until it we started playing, like because they just started talking about it, and then they mentioned Canada. I was like, huh. And I'm like, they must be in Toronto. And then they mention it. So I was like, huh. Cool. It is. It is made by a Canadian studio, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. Developers. Yeah, they don't have too many details on the developers no, here in the I uh, Wikipedia. Studios. I did. I did look at them and to see if they had anything else. And they, 
um no not 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 too much but i, I hope they make more because yeah it was, totally. it was really well done the, yeah. the the writing was really really well done totally and i liked like the duality of how they could kind of put the two languages in there too yes. and they color coded it when you yes. when they would be speaking it though it would be all written in english for me um yeah they are based here in toronto i on the their press site it notes that's where they are sweet outside of that i mean who are we kidding still playing uh tears of the kingdom and uh joelle you're playing uh diablo still yes in Death so Store. St- yeah started i started the um season the new season uh mm-hmm. as a rogue so starting to see how i feel about that and then uh death store uh dropped on ps plus so i also downloaded that to uh g- give that a run through because it was also on my backlog and i have it for the month so i'm gonna give that a go so i only I, death store i think i only got like 45 minutes in so i'm still pretty okay. still pretty new into it but so still far fresh. so far so good Cool. All right, folks, let's get into some news. We're back with news of the week and to continue the Baldur's Gate three conversations. Catherine, sounds like uh, it's going well for the developer. (laughs) Yeah, so it is way beyond their expectations. Um, They were expecting the Conquering players to like, you know, how they peak on release. Mm -hmm. They were mm-hmm. expecting them to go down, and they're not going down. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> playing, like it's a it's a hundred hour plus game. We're gonna keep playing, uh, but yeah. So an interview with a uh, PC gamer, uh, Larian's founder. I think his name is pronounced Swin. I think that that's what I would guess too. Yeah, uh, he was watching the Conquered player count on Steam break the eight hundred thousand earning a spot among Steam's all-time most placed game. Um, he said, because like with Divinity Original Sin 2, which bas- was a massive success, by the way, it is a PC gaming, a PC gamer gem. Like mm-hmm. uh, they said that they peaked just over 90, uh, 90,000 concurrent players. Whoa. And they're, they were expecting something like a hundred yeah, oh. 100,000 players. Oh. And they got eight times that. <laughs> and they handled it. Yeah. So Sven, Sven said this was not in the books at all. This was way, way beyond what we expected. There's also no precedent for it, for our type of game to have that many people playing concurrently. Everybody here is happy. You see a lot of smiling faces. At the same time, a lot of focus. We have reports coming in from people having issues. So we're focused on fixing those issues. That's very much on everyone's mind. Um... He says that we've seen that in the past. Other games were very successful in early access. And then on the day of release, it didn't sell much more because they Saturdayed already. Uh, that was mm. my biggest fear. That's not what happened. It was a thing I worried about because Dungeons and & Dragons and a more complex rule set. So setting people on, getting people onboarded is not the easiest thing in the universe. Mm. I thought it was simpler than Divinity Original Sin, but probably because I know D&D. That was one mm-hmm. thing where I said there's a risk that's people saying, I'm not doing this Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Um, as it turns out, they are doing it. So um, in terms of like their success, what does that mean for Larian's future? Uh, Sven said, I don't think it changes a lot. We're on the road that we wanted to be on. It's a bit 
it's a little bit slower than we expected because the events of the last couple of years have slowed down development for everybody. But this is what we want to do. Make these multiplayer system driven RPGs and bring them to you in an immersive manner, which means bringing them to you in a cinematic way. With Baldur's Gate 3, we took the next step on that road and we'll be continuing building on that. And that's what we want to do. Um, Yeah. I think one thing that's ha- helped them too is that Dungeons of Dragons has become way more uh, approachable over yes. the past few years and way more mainstream between everything that's been happening with the uh, Geek and Sundry folks with what they do at Critical Role. Is it still yes. Geek and Sundry? No, they went uh, They went um, independent. Critical Role. They're independent. Critical Role They're and in- all the stuff with there's Stranger Dun- Things. Stranger Things, Dimension yes. 20. Yeah, all it's also a lot folks. in... It, even yeah. there was like a little bit of it in Riverdale. Like uh, there, yeah. like alludes to like that type of tabletop gameplay. The D&D the movie, movie, that movie that just came, came out. out. The movie yeah, just yeah, came out. Like yeah. there's just like... It's way more approachable than it ever was before. Yeah. And like people realize that this kind of gameplay is fun and they're interested in it and yeah. they have way more patience for it. And it doesn't have the con- like the the old stereotypes that it used to, right? So I think that is very much worked in their favor. Oh, and yeah. people have, and those folks that have been waiting for the game are clamoring and speaking its praises, going into early access and proving the point that there is good systems here that they're going to, they're going to, they want to polish. Like it's, it's, it just goes to show that like how much the, the kind of the, the stuff that everything was like geeky and kind of not cool back in the day is now come around and everything is, yeah. is cool now, you know, yeah. and people are into it and people have no shame about it. Right. And, and that's honestly, awesome. yeah. And honestly his fears about the early access thing, because a lot of games that are for on early access for a long time, uh, once they release kind of Peter out, um, I get that. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of people were waiting for the full release of that game. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not like it was a multi it's not like it's a I know he said multiplayer but it's still like a adventure that you follow. Um so it's not like people saw the whole story with the early access cuz the early access I think was just the first 10 hours of the game or something. Um it wasn't the full game. Yeah. So yeah. even if you played the fuck out of the early access to help them debug and polish and whatnot, you still don't know how the story ends. So of course you're going to play. It's not like if ever ever God forbid Star Citizen comes out fully. I think they'll have a down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a balance. I, I, agree. I agree. Like Leah, that was I was just thinking that as Kat was talking. I was like, well, the culture has really kind of laid the path for this to be successful. Um through through multiple uh media outlets of introduction to D&D and then also you you're still maybe plateaued or you're also just kind of grabbing those folks that got into gaming through the pandemic too mm-hmm. so i think like there's also another audience that's like well i do like this type of genre maybe i'll try it like in a game and uh i think that also like everything just kind of aligned so i'm i'm glad it's reaching the success that it is cuz yeah kudos on them and it should be celebrated and 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 held aloft um, yes as as a as a trophy that it is so that's that's great next news story 
Devolver has delayed its one of its announcements or its uh, showcase it's, announcement. It, it basically they parodied Nintendo Direct and they called it Devolver delayed and they showcased games that were delayed to 2024. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all the games they announced it's supposed to come out this year, but now coming out next year and decided to put a spin exactly. on it. That- and it's got okay. like that tone and that cheeriness. Yeah. And the the humor. It's only three minutes. Like, I highly recommend that you watch it. Um, I, I'm sharing a Polygon article that has the YouTube directly embedded. But uh, the TLDR is the Talos Principle 2, Gunbrella, Karmazoo, Wizard with a Gun, the Cosmic Wheel of Sisterhood are still in 2023. Yeah. So coming this year. In 2024, it's going to be Pepper Grinder, Angerfoot, The Plucky Squire, Stick It to the Stickman, and Skate Story. Those have been delayed. Oh. Uh, I am excited about um, the Cosmic Wheel of Sisterhood. Some oh. of the art that I've seen for that looks awesome. Have you guys seen much about that? No. No. Oh. I didn't even know Talus Principle 2 was a thing until I saw this thing from Devolver Digital. I was like, oh. <laughs> Let me see if I can get the uh, oh, the video it? for oh. you or the uh, their their page the Cosmic Wheel of anyway, Sisterhood game. I yeah, just thought I would like share a- it because I love what Devolver does, and yeah. I thought we could use a good laugh. All right, I'm gonna link this in our uh, in the doc so that we can add it. But like this has our us like all over go check that out cat because uh yeah it's like a immerse yourself in an enchanting narrative experiences fortuna a fortune telling witch condemned to exile in her asteroid home craft your own tarot deck reign your uh regain your freedom and shape the fate of the cosmic witch society oh huh. yeah that looks amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm glad that's still coming this year <laughs> it's on my, on my to play list of August 2023 approximately seven days yeah hurry up yes. and finish Baldur's Gate so you can <laughs> or take a take a small yeah. breather yeah. yeah take a small breather I'll add uh, that to my list. <laughs> no fun, uh, leave it to Devolver to do something kind of witty you know what I mean yeah they're always willing to play tongue in cheek Joelle what have you got for us Red Dead but not oh. Red Dead 2 Red Dead Red Dead Red Dead Uno uh, is coming to the Switch. So I wow. haven't played this yet. So I'm like, this news is for me. Again, I'm I'm getting I'm getting there, guys. I, I bought an iPad. <laughs> I, you I, haven't played Red Dead. I haven't played Red Dead yet. It's coming to the Switch. I'm gonna see if it how the Switch is gonna run it, I guess. Is it gonna yeah. be like a Witcher uh three type of <laughs> graphics? <laughs> uh sacrifice or you know i i'm not sure well, i this, haven't this was originally on what on the xbox 3 360 and playstation 3 uh i thought it was on the playstation 4 i could be wrong no because it's coming to playstation 4 so oh, i'm it's three it's like it three? red dead oh. red dead's old like i remember playing on dead nightmare on ps3 okay. I was oh, playing in my ears now. So well, then maybe I, I, the Switch can handle it then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think they might have to upgrade some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it is. Oh well, Red Dead and Undead Nightmare. Yeah, so both of them are coming to the Switch um, and PlayStation Four on August seventeenth. So um, yeah, I don't know. I might. That's where I might play that. Um, 
<laughs> for finally okay. it is on my backlog but um we'll have to kind of see how the cards lay but um it was exciting it's exciting news that no one no one knew was happening yeah so, who would have thought <laughs> who would have thought they would have brought that back yeah yeah and what's your other new story all Ooh. about uh more a country that actually approves the acquisition yeah. of Blizzard. So you know, just gonna keep hammering this until it's done. But in case you were counting, uh, New Zealand is the forty-second uh, country to approve of the Microsoft, um, Activision uh, Blizzard, um, deal, and we're still waiting on CMA. Um, but they have until. October to do so. So sitting sitting tight on that. Um on the article it was kind of interesting. Just let me see where I can uh find it here. Is that um essentially the UK seemed fairly uh like apathetic towards this. Um the commission chaired Dr. John Small so that they were not of the view that the Microsoft Activision acquisition would reduce competition in New Zealand's gaming market. And he said uh, he further stated that the franchises like Call of Duty are important for New Zealand gamers, but their investigation didn't find them to be, quote unquote, must haves uh, to compete with Microsoft. So <laughs> they were like, sure. Why not? That was kind of, I guess. It's also a bit like they were annoyed by the thing. They're yeah, just pretty like, much. <laughs> why, is this taking up, why is this yeah. taking up space in our council meeting? <laughs> like, why? Like, New Zealand has bigger and better things. Like, it's an island with like five people and three sheep, like in the gray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a caricature, but it's like, you know, how Canada always say, like, there's five of us and it's cold up here. So that's why, like, <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, like, yeah. you know, when you have, like, a very not densely populated country, sometimes, like, your priorities are not the same. So yeah. kudos yeah. to New Zealand to be like, it's just fucking, it's your money, bud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we don't care. It doesn't really matter. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, in a family it, decision, it's like the middle child. It's like, do you want to do this? Well, if everyone else is, it's like, fine. Like, what is it to me? Nothing. Uh. <laughs> no stake in the game so yeah. so still waiting on it but but another one another one in the pot so there we go all right and that pretty much wraps up the show for this week as always i invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for links to all the stories mentioned in this episode thank you Catherine, for always doing that for us <laughs> if you have the power to rate and review podcasts on the platform where you are consuming this content It'd be much appreciated if you could do so. Why? Helps with discovery, pushes us up in the rankings, and, uh, you know, those comments, they help us build our show. So oh, we read yeah. them, believe it or oh, not. Yeah. As always, I want to thank the crew for being on the podcast with me this week. And this is the chance for them to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them everywhere and anywhere online. Catherine, where can people find you? Uh, you can come and obsess about Baldur's Gate 3 with me. I am C-S-D-E-S-B-I-N-S, C-S-D-B-I-N, Twitter, Instagram, threads. I recently got on Blue Sky. Yeah. I, I guess nice. I'm there now. You're there. Um, don't bother me for invites. I learned, I joined like yesterday. I don't have invites yet, guys. So. <laughs> right, no, I already bugged her. I'm yeah. first. <laughs> I already have Joel on top of my list for the Blue Sky invites. <laughs> when I oh get Oh my them. goodness. But um, uh, should we most... start a 
Discord uh, channel for Baldur's Gate 3 discussions? Maybe? I don't Is know there how sub many... channels? Um, I don't know if many people are playing. Okay, uh, well, we should ask people in the thing if they want to. I'm sure I, there's got to be a fair I mean, if the conversation gets, like, very much just Baldur's Gate, we'll do, like, for Tears of the Kingdom, where it, yeah. it got, like, overwhelming and spoilery. <laughs> so I think Simon yeah. kind of, like, made a thread. Yeah, um, that was cool. Maybe yeah. we'll do that. Or there's a Dungeons and Dragons um, oh yeah could live in there too Fitz. you could be in there um, yeah. but yeah come obsessed with me about Baldur's Gate 3 in the Girls on Games Discord it's basically what I was going to say because all these social medias are starting to get annoying and I just I like Discord <laughs> <laughs> Joelle where can people find you people can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87 or on uh, Twitter I'll say Twitter or X I typed in Twitter and it went right to the website so uh, on Twitter at uh, gamer underscore comfy. Uh, please tell me what other magical uh, Netflix games or Apple arcade games I should play. Um, and you can always find me on the Girls on Games Discord. Please come hang out. It's such a fun, fun space to be. So hope to see you there. I am Leah Jew, our most social media platforms, but you want to know where we are online. You could track us down at the Girls on Games on x slash twitter on and on facebook just girls on games on instagram and threads discord.me slash girls on games to continue this lovely conversation and more but of course if you ever need to know anything at all you can track it down at our homepage. that is our website girlslinegames.ca thank you cat thank you joelle it's been another lovely week in video games and uh i'm off to edit this podcast and then play some tears of the kingdom Get her nice. done. all right talk to y'all later bye bye, bye.